Point, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezo on SAFM. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. Thank you so much. Good evening, Songhezo. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. Ah, saving, saving, saving. Now, that's a very difficult word, unfortunately, in the light of the economic climate of the country. But nonetheless, it is an important and necessary conversation to have. Now, you deal with people's monies, and obviously you can pick up the patterns whilst you deal with high net worth individuals. Also, your book has to contain the songezos and others of the world who are not so well off. And then it's a conversation of how, with what little we have, we make sure it does as much as it can. And many would say it's not timing of the market, it's time in the market. In the broader context of July being Savings Month, what can you share tips, advice, and ways to make our money work for us, especially in the light of the strained economic times? Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, um, you know, creating a savings culture is very, very difficult, right? Um, it takes a discipline, especially uh, even when times are great, right? Because then we have a prosperity to like really want to spend somewhere or, you know, go on that holiday or just spend the money that we're making to have fun because we want to pay ourselves, right, for, for working so hard. But it's even more difficult given the current economic climate uh, where inflation is higher, interest rates are going high, um, you know, petrol prices are so expensive, right? Um, and, and, and your salary is not growing as much or even people are losing jobs. Um, but we have to start somewhere, particularly as South Africans, because the savings culture is not really that inculcated in, 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 our, in our habits and, and lifestyle. So start somewhere, whatever you have in your pocket. I mean, I, I just say that it, it's actually very small. The, you know, there's an idiom that says that a farmer that watches uh, the wind never farms, right? Never sows. Mm, um, mm, mm. And <laughs> and you also never get to harvest as well. So, so you can't always look at circumstances. I think start with the objective that you want to save. Um, so is it 100 rents that you can afford? Put it aside. Is it 500 rents that you can afford? Put it aside. Whether you're working or not. But I, I want to talk to those that are working that have got uh, some income that they're earning um, every single month, right? So so, so, so have a goal that I'm going to say nomaganjami. No matter what's going to happen, I'm going to put that 500 rents per month aside, right? Second, then um, decide what your goal is, right? It might be you want to save for a rainy day. So you want to have an emergency fund uh, so that when you need money for something, you you can actually have access uh, to your savings. Or you might want to actually save towards a specific goal, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. you're sending your child to to university in five to ten years' time. So you've got a little bit of time ahead of yourself or you might think you know what i've just started my job Uh, i don't have a lot to go by um but then one day you're going to retire right we all grow old (laughs) 
you you want to you know put some money towards your your retirement uh, uh, funding. So so you always have to have an objective, and within that objective or goal, you also have a time frame within which you want to save or invest. Mm-hmm. And within that time frame, then it gives you a lot of a lot of options. But but Rome wasn't built in one day, which we we like the saying. But uh, to achieve anything in life, it starts with a goal and being disciplined to follow through. Because sometimes we say, I, you know, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to go to the gym or eat healthy and so forth. So savings is the same, right? I want to create a pool of money. So I'm going to do something about it, take that action today to do something about it. What if I said, that, I mean, all of what you say is theory, and I'm listening right now, and mm-hmm. I'm on a Ria Via bus on my way home because... Mm-hmm. I am of these people in the economy who leave home before sunrise. I mm-hmm. get home after sunset, and I am in a kind of job that allows me only the bare minimum. That includes my transport, my rates, my mm-hmm. food, and mm-hmm. a little bit to do everything else. I mean, so outside the house that I live in, my transport, which allows me to get to and from work, and food to eat. The balance really is serviced by, if it's not electricity, it is children, children's school fees, and, and, and. This one critical element, unfortunately, just is way too low in the pecking order of things for me to be able to achieve, because to put away a 100 rand, something mm-hmm. else al- among these priorities is already not going to be met. What's the conversation with that South African? There are many of them, and many of them are in the middle class. Mm-hmm. How do we engage so, that person who, frankly, doesn't have that extra 100 rand? Yeah. So, so I, I just, I just want to take us back to those of us that grew up with in rural areas or townships or Kasi with a very similar situation. I mean, that's how I grew up as well, right? But, but the one thing that I remember... Um, so in Gesso is that our parents somehow, especially our, our, our mothers, they still found a way to put to us the, 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 the stock sale, right? <laughs> uh, because they knew that uh, at some point uh, they, they will need that saving slab to cover the family, either if there was a death in the family or, the, you know, sometimes we had family stock sales. I remember growing up. I mean, we didn't have much, uh, but somehow the, the, the was, there was that discipline of, of putting something something aside. So nowadays you find that, you know, through the banking system or through uh, investment managers like ourselves, that the, the amount that you need, need to put aside um, is actually being lowered so much that um, it can actually cover anybody that has got anything on the side that they can put. Even if you put, I know, five rents can be a lot of money for some people, a hundred rents can be sure. a lot of money. Um, but you start at that level, you know, so, so that if, if I need to put 500 rents per month, I can build up every single month until I get to that 500 and I can put it into something that can work for me. So, so, so it is a sacrifice. It is achievable. It's going to be difficult. But I want to talk about 
what do you get on the other side of making that decision, right? Yeah, the carrot, so, the carrot. Yeah, the carrot, because it's, it's very important, because unusually you think, I, I, don't, I can't do this because I don't have the money. But when you take that 100 rand, I'll, I'll, I'll just use 100 rand, then I take that 100 rand, even if it's over five months or six months that I accumulated, I put it into a bank account. I'm just going to talk about, you know, a bank account or what we call a money market fund. I invest it. Mm. I want my capital back. I don't want any risk. Um, what um, the carrot is for me is that that money can start earning interest, which I wouldn't have gotten if I uh, actually spend it or I didn't actually put it into an investment or savings um, savings account, right? But the beauty of it is that it doesn't only end interest. The interest ends interest upon interest, which is what we call compounding. So I want to put that in context to give you an example. If somebody saves 5,000 rands, which I know is on the uh, higher end uh, for, for a lot of people, but just go with the example. If somebody saves 5,000 rands every year, Right, I just take five thousand rands, I put it into into an investment account, and I do that for forty years. It's a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have put about two hundred thousand after that forty years, but within that forty years, that two hundred thousand would have grown to eight hundred and twenty thousand because of the power of compound. Uh, the interest compounded, right, uh, through savings. That's a very conservative so, figure you've just offered there. It would be a lot more, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah I, I'm being very, very conservative. Sure. I mean, that it is, it's growing at 6% per yeah. annum, right? Mm. But we know that when you're investing, sometimes your investment can grow at maybe 10%. Sometimes it can be at 15%. So that's that's very conservative. Sure. So, so, so what, what that, let's go back to that 100 rands that I'm now mm. putting into an investment account. It actually grows in terms of uh, returns that I'm able to earn if I'm putting it in a conservative money market or, or cash account, right? But I can even go further and say, you know what, I, I, I want to take a little bit of capital risk up for time. I'm going to put it in the equity market where I can actually get um, capital growth over time and also dividend income. So that 100 could become maybe 2,000 over some period of time, which is money that nobody's going to come and hand it to you for free Mm because there's no free lunch, right? (laughs) So that capital growth or even the income that is actually growing, it then helps you to have more income or even uh, capital that's growing for you to be able to afford life as inflation goes higher, you know, or even to dip into it if you want to send your child to school and so forth. So just by being disciplined, I think the rule of thumb, I mean, I remember my son from a very young age, uh, and and, I mean, I did struggle financially, and and it's still a challenge at at, at times. Whenever I give him money, he will say, I take 10%, no matter what, I actually put it away and I actually save it. And he still does that. He's working now. He's got a job. He still does that. But when he needs to spend for something, he's got a, a kitty to go into. And he can go into the savings account or into an investment account and so forth. So as I said, it doesn't matter how much you have. That little that you have, just mm-hmm. be disciplined to get it to work for you through an investment uh, uh, account. Yeah.
let me ask this question. What is the value of ASISA insofar as it relates to establishing what I think we can both agree, generally speaking, isn't a culture that really is well entrenched in South Africa, and that is the culture of saving? And, and this is manifested in the high number of loan sharks who are available to fill in that short-term gap, despite the nuisance they really are in the financial services market, together with just the general high amounts of debt that is being serviced. How much of that could be taken away, say, by financial education, which becomes something that is mainstreamed and a norm in your basic education, higher education, and frankly speaking, especially for that matter, among your university students, because I went through university, first year to final year, and this conversation is, if I had had it then, would have been twice as much as anything I would have had in the composite amount of years I spent at tertiary. In other words, there just isn't a conversation of this kind that is commonplace, particularly with young people, so as to set a trajectory that speaks to the culture of savings. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, so, South Africa, and it's not only South Africa, globally, uh, we have a culture of being in debt, right? So and the banking sector, or, I know some people will criticize me, um, uh, but, but also historically, uh, our people could not actually have opportunity, economic opportunities. So, for us to be able to afford the basic things in life, then we, we end up getting into debt, right? So so that debt culture, uh, I call it a debt trap, is so entrenched from generation to generation and so forth. So education and awareness is one way to actually deal with it, you know, being intentional about it. And I believe that it's, it's not uh, only government's responsibility, but the financial sector, the financial services sector, we need to continue to educate and empower our consumers or people uh, in terms of um, uh, investments and savings and also responsible uh, uh, debt, right? <laughs> Um, so, so the banking sector, financial sector, I mean, the products that we sell as, as the financial services other than investments and insurance is actually banking, which is you can, we can actually lend you money and make money out of it and, you know, get a bit rich in, in, in the process. But the empowering and education part is, is, very, is very important. And then second is that... Um, we need to also take responsibility to say that once I actually take debt, I actually get into a debt trap. Because then why do I need to actually borrow money? There is good debt, and there is also what we call bad uh, debt, right? So if I'm going to a bank and I'm borrowing money to buy an asset that is appreciating, like I'm, 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 you know, I'm taking a mortgage bond because I'm buying a house, uh, it's still going to be expensive, but I'm financing an asset that is likely appreciating in value. So that's something that you would term as, as good debt. And then on the other hand, I could actually go into a bank and borrow, I don't know how much a Ferrari costs because I don't drive one. <laughs> and maybe borrow two Although you could. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a Ferrari, could be con- a Ferrari could be considered an investment asset. Let me not use a Ferrari, it's a better one. Maybe a car that depreciates, right? 
Uh, by the time that I drive uh, off that uh, car dealership, uh, the, the value of that car has dropped by 20%, but I still have the debt of 20% that I still have to service, right? So so we, we need to be empowered to understand that uh, 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 debt can be powerful in terms of enabling you to access um, the necessities of life or assets, but don't use it where it actually uh, really imprisons you. Because for every loan that you take, in most instances, when you do the calculation over the term of that loan, you would be paying between 50, sometimes to 100% of the capital that you've actually loaned, um, you know, the bank has actually loaned you. So it, it's very important. And that's what, that's where savings come in, to say, okay, fine, I'm going to take part um, of the money that I don't, I don't necessarily have and, and I need for my daily living, but it's going to be important because I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about beating inflation. I'm thinking about empowering myself financially for the future. I'm also creating a wealth or capital base where when I need to buy a car, then I can actually go into a dealership and say, you know, I want that Mercedes-Benz. I've got 200000 and I'm not going to actually go to the bank and finance it. So, so that is how you can actually achieve that. But I completely agree with you that we need to change the culture. We need to change the mentality. You don't, you are not successful because of the material goods that you have accumulated. Wow. You know, it, it, it's very important to understand that as South Africans, uh, that because I drive a Ferrari does not mean that I have made it. Um, what is my net worth? the wealth that I have created, once I've accounted for all of the assets that I have, left the debt that I owe to other people, what am I left with that I can live comfortably and retire comfortably? That's most important. Well, let's leave it there. You've certainly given us a lot to consider, and I can only thank you for your time, Ms. Mologo. Thank you very much, Skelly. Thank you so much for having me, Sangeso. I really appreciate it. Keep well. Yeah, certainly. Thank you very much, Ashal. CEO of Prowess Investment Managers, outlet based in Cape Town. Google them. They've got quite the story to tell. Their CEO, Ms. Gelibuchili Mulogo, has been on the line with us. The time is 21.36. Let's get the questions coming through now. This is always something that is of value to you in society here. The Legal Monday, a conversation about fighting for leave days. Exactly what are leave days and how do you get to access and use a facility which is a basic condition of employment. Conversation with Osborne Mulatudi, who is on the line after this break.